Hi, my name is Chris Brennan, and you're listening to the Astrology Podcast. This episode features three short interviews that I did last month with different astrologers while I was traveling through Europe for two astrology conferences. The first two were recorded in Romania on June 9th, 2019, and the third was recorded on June 17th in London. I'm recording this introduction and then releasing the episode hopefully today at uh, on July 12th, 2019, with Sagittarius rising here in Denver, Colorado, around 6 p.m. I also did some longer interviews on specific topics that I've been releasing as individual episodes since I got back home a few weeks ago, but these were meant to be uh, just some brief, casual discussions with some cool astrologers that I met during the course of my travels. These were originally supposed to be just video interviews, but I decided to release an audio version as well for listeners who prefer this format. I would recommend checking out the description page for this episode on the podcast website for links to the websites and social media accounts for each of the astrologers interviewed. Thanks to the patrons who support my work on the podcast and made episodes like this possible. If you'd like to support the production of future episodes of the podcast and get access to subscriber benefits like early access to new episodes, then consider becoming a patron through our page on patreon.com. For more information about that, visit theastrologypodcast.com slash subscribe. All right, with that introduction out of the way, let's get started with the interviews. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, Thanks for joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having us. Hello, Chris. Thank you for the valuable information you shared with us and for the good time we had. Yeah, um, you are two of the, my favorite people I've met since I've been here in Romania the past couple of days. Uh, what are your names? Lelia. And I'm Oli. Le- Lelia and Oli? Yeah. Uh, cool. And where are you both from? Uh, I'm, uh, I was born in Oradia, which is like a city next to the Hungarian border. Mm-hmm. But I live in Cluj, which is like the capital of Transylvania, since I was a student there, biophysics. Mm-hmm. I was born in Pitești, which is a city at around 120 kilometers from Bucharest, but uh, I've been living in Bucharest the last 10 years. Okay. Uh, and you're both uh, students of astrology, or you're, I would consider you both to be astrologers, right? Do you consider yourself to be astrologers? Uh, I'm uh, more of an astrology enthusiast. I've been uh, studying it for the last five, six years. So I've been self-taught, but also um, attended the Fidelia courses. Um, I would really love to work as an astrologer, but um, uh, I don't have any anything planned right now because there are also the other issues you have to consider, like uh, not having a stable income as working on astrologer. Uh, not having a stable schedule and so on. So uh, I haven't decided on that. Sure. But maybe someday. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, what about you? Do you have plans to do astrology as like a profession or is it more of like a side thing? Oh, it's a profession. It's okay. a whole thing. I, I, I made a page on Instagram mm-hmm. and that's how I just started posting things about just aesthetic things. Mm-hmm. And then talking about transits in a more poetic way. And that just bloomed and kicked off. Mm-hmm. And people like connected with it for some reason, which is very cool. Right. And through my Instagram, I uh, got my first clients. And now I am practicing astrology as my main thing. Awesome. But what, what's your Instagram handle again? Of uh, underscore Venus. Okay. Yeah. 
I've been offering consultations myself, but more informal consultations to friends and friends, friends of friends. But it's useful for me to learn by doing. Sure. Uh, what type of astrology do you both practice, or do you gravitate towards uh, specific approaches? Yeah, I work mainly with evolutionary astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like working with clients that have another spiritual practice that they do and don't devote themselves too much to astrology because it is a very deep practice that takes a lot of time and investment in it. So I get clients that are Reiki masters, uh, yoga teachers, tarot readers, you name it, like numerologists or other things like that, clairvoyance. But I use astrology from an evolutionary uh, standpoint from the Jeffrey Wolf Green School, mm-hmm. but to help things, to help people uh, through a more Jungian, a psychoanalytical way, mm-hmm. right? And it just comes naturally to people like in our generation, the Pluto and Scorpios, to work with Pluto, to work with Pluto's polarity point, to go into the hidden desires we all personally have. Mm-hmm. So that's my main jam. Brilliant. Um, and uh, you both actually are Saturn returning, or you recently had your Saturn returns, right? Yes, last year. In Capricorn? Yes. Brilliant. Yep. How is that Survivors. going? <laughs> Survivors? Yeah. Uh, it was constructive for me. It was in the fourth house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was related to me buying my first apartment and actually renovating it from the scratch. Mm. And there was a lot of work, a lot of um, delays, a lot of um, things that I didn't foresee coming, a lot of new responsibility, adult responsibility. But at the end, it was very rewarding. And uh, I um, finished with all the stress and the work uh, just when Saturn uh, was uh, just left the degree of my natal Saturn. Brilliant. So it was really close to the exact return when it sort of culminated? Yes. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Last year was very, I mean, I'm a night chart person, so it's it was more prolonged mm. experience. It was more mm-hmm. desolate, mm. but in a very good way, long term. Mm-hmm. It manifested in my sixth house of career uh, jobs and service and yeah, some diet and health changes that are not that important, but details, like adjustments, detail adjustments mm-hmm. in uh, things I eat, in what I do as a routine. So I've been more focusing on relearning to have plans. I spent all my 20s just shooting from the hip right. and being very Aries, midheaven. I'm just going to not plan and whatever happens, happens. And I'll just trust my... Uh, inspiration at the moment to work things out mm. that doesn't work anymore with saturn entered capricorn right and, mm. yeah structure structure <laughs> yeah that's a really common like experience of the saturn return but it's one thing to know that in theory and it's different to like actually experience it and live it in person yeah i forgot to mention i'm a day chart person so to me it was hard work but constructive rewarding work sure whereas you found yours with a night chart to be purposeful and meaningful but a little bit more challenging it was more inner it was more about me being okay with the nose i tell my own self 
and just accepting the limits that we naturally have as a human being in our human experience. Mm -hmm. And because Saturn's gifts are by showing us what we can't do right now at the moment. Mm -hmm. So our ego, ego, inner child cancer persona needs to relearn the fact that it's fine if you don't do this now. I know you want it, but it's maybe it's not the right thing for you at the moment. Mm -hmm. So chill out, go within and see that the no is actually steering you towards a better yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, we live in a society that's very filled with instant gratification. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Saturn does teach us again to work with time on a more personal level. Mm -hmm. To, to feel time, to feel the density of reality as it is. It's not like a burden or a malignant unlight that Saturn is. It's just showing you that, hey, you're here to f actually feel the heavy weight of time. Mm -hmm. And things just don't move as they usually did as the rate of speed that you normally want. Mm -hmm. But it makes you not make stupid decisions. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, had you both attended other astrology conferences or events like this before, or was this your first one? To me, it was the first one. It was your first one. Mm -hmm. What led you to, how did you find it? Uh, I graduated the Fidelia courses and uh, they were the organizers of the event. Okay. And uh, I was very interested in uh, attending your workshop. Oh, right. Because you both had listened to the podcast before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and you you mentioned that like the first day we met that you'd listen to it. Yes. Um, and so you took the certification course here in Romania. Uh, the I didn't take the the certification course yet. Just um, uh, the free introduction levels. I will have my certification in September this year. Okay, great, cool. Uh, that was something we interviewed and talked to them about earlier. Just the process of setting that up and and building astrology here in Romania from scratch. Uh, which is mm -hmm. a unique experience to have a tradition literally sort of start out of nowhere in the past 20 or 30 years. Um, have you guys met other younger astrologers that are in your age generation generally in this area? Uh, I have friends in Bucharest who are very interested in astrology, not necessarily as working as a professional astrologer, but for self-help, self-analysis. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, the status of astrology in Romania, it's a bit uh, complicated. It's actually quite popular, but uh, at a very basic mainstream entertainment level, mm -hmm. which is okay from some point because it uh, makes it more popular. But uh, from another point of view, it uh, does spread some prejudice against it mm -hmm. because people aren't aware how mathematical and methodical and how much research there is behind astrology. Mm -hmm. astrology um and uh, actually studying advanced astrology is still somewhat of an eccentric uh, thing to do right it's not like a well-respected profession in any yes. real sense yeah but that's globally sure yeah. right i think astrology is about to become popular exponentially and we have to be ready for it. Mm -hmm. uh, I know memes and social media nonsense will be tiresome and annoying mm -hmm. sometimes, but I think it's a good filter the system actually has in in its own mechanism that people who just use it for uh, giggles and 
daily nonsense are just going to stay at that level. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But people who want to know deeper and actually do something with it will naturally gravitate towards knowing, okay, more about this and that. Right. Yeah, and it's 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 gonna be more prevalent in our day to day life. Mm -hmm. So we need to yeah. make sure that look, this is a valid lifestyle. This is a thing we do. It's a thing that mm -hmm. it's human. It's a human science, and uh, as long as humankind exists, astrology will do so as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. How did you both get into astrology? Um, as I was saying, astrology is quite popular in Romania and I was always attracted to it. But um, I think it was six years ago when I was very interested in uh, self-analysis and finding more about myself and things happening in my life. So I came across an uh, astrology website in my birth chart and starting studying every placement I had. And I was so invested in it. I had so many uh, exciting revelations that time. I couldn't stop <laughs> learning astrology ever since. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It really took hold of you and you just decided to really focus on it from that point forward. Yes. Mm -hmm. It started as a, at a more personal level. Right. Cool. Yeah. For me, it was more, I come from a more pagan background. Mm -hmm. I'm a practicing uh, animist. So that's my framework with how I work, look at nature. Mm -hmm. So Of course, I really looked at solstices and uh, like equinoxes and work with that in my own life. Mm -hmm. And but something weird happened that I I work with the moon. Like when the moon was waxing, I used to think of positive traits that I have and just work with them. Mm -hmm. And when the moon was waning, then I just picked on on the negative things and just you know shedding them off day, bit by bit, just mundane stuff. Like I won't eat those chips anymore because they make me, ugh. or uh, I don't like how I talked yesterday with that person and I'm going to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. sure. But some friends of mine were like, Oh, the moon is in cancer now. So I'm overly emotional. And mm -hmm. I was like, what, what is mm -hmm. that? What, what is that thing actually real? Right. Is that thing actually working? And I just sat a year just watching the moon seeing that every two and a half days, the moon was very, uh, it reflected different uh, emotional experience, mm -hmm. not just in me, but the world around me. Mm -hmm. And just after that, in like 2015, I went into astrology full time. So, 2015? Yeah. Okay. The moon mm -hmm. is the key. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's I, I also noticed without knowing astrology that... Uh, Certain times of the year um, gave certain events uh, of a similar nature in my life. Mm -hmm. And I found that very interesting. For example, in August, when I have 12th house uh, sun transit, I'm always uh, lethargic, uh, without energy, and things don't usually happen. So noticing all this stuff um, uh, rendered me to believe that there is this connection between uh, our life and the natural cycles. Right. It was weird for me because uh, around July, people usually go to the beach and are like, mm -hmm. oh, great vacation time. And it's so nice. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, uh, no way. I want to <laughs> just stay in home in my in my doom cave and, <laughs> yeah. right. and, and just don't interact. Just, I didn't understand why summer, the beginning of summer made me more 
uh, inward focused mm. and why in the middle of winter I am guns blazing high energy. Sure. But then I did discover like I have cancer in my 12th house and uh, from there things clicked into place. Right. Um, and then over the past few years, um, you've both uh, continued to get more and more interested and more focused on it. Um, I mean, one of the things I'm trying to figure out is like where astrology goes from here, if it continues to become more popular and if it will sort of continue that trajectory, um, just what that looks like or what astrology might look like in five years or 10 years. Do you guys have any like sense of that or any ideas about what you might expect to see happening? Yeah, I expect uh, a merging of different practices. Mm -hmm. I mean, traditional astro ancient astrology is popular. It's a niche within a niche, but it's becoming popular. Mm -hmm. And channels like yours do help bringing it to a more wider uh, audience mm -hmm. and making it human. But I think like we can see a merging of evolutionary astrology, ancient astrology, Uranian astrology, whatever, a, a lot of different practices. And I think we'll discover things along the way that we're not even thinking about at the moment. Mm. But some people will work with astrology more from a psychological background, some more spiritual, mm -hmm. some will use it for divinatory means for predictions. And, you know, the, each, each branch of astrology works better in those different ways. Sure. We'll, uh, we'll we'll find the the hub, the networking part with you know uh, the Aquarian vibe. Right. I'm very curious to know how far technology can go in the next years to actually help more advanced astrological calculations and uh, accurate predictions, and uh, right, what will be. Um, the extent of the astro astrologer's uh, intuitive judgment or, or selection of different methods of uh, prediction and what would be the technological input. Right. Yeah, you were talking about that, I think, yesterday, that mm -hmm. just astrologers haven't fully leveraged technology yet as much as they could, and maybe yes. we'll see more of that in the future and that that could play a significant role that's hard to anticipate in some ways. Yes, Yeah. I'm sure we will. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think we'll see more apps, mobile apps, mm -hmm. astrologers using that platform to get their message out. I mean, uh, Instagram, Twitter, more things like that. Mm -hmm. Just, it's, I mean, you have an Instagram account or a Twitter account, and you normally attract the people that you resonate with, mm -hmm. and you start making communities within communities. And those communities interplace like, you know, brain neurons or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the, I don't know how technology will help with that. I mean, I think it's going to bloom so fast and so heavy that I, I mean, it's beyond what we can imagine. Sure. I mean, already just the two of you learning astrology over the course of the past several years um, you've been able to connect with a lot of different like communities or a lot of different astrologers around the world by studying their works or, or watching videos or listening to lectures or other things like that. And that's probably been an, a unique experience for you in terms of your, your journey and in, in learning mm -hmm. astrology. 
It's very cool that we have so much accessible information on the internet right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that in a few years, this may help uh, stop prejudice against astrology mm. and uh, help people understand that there is actually a, a lot of work and research uh, behind it. Right. I think it's it's very grateful to be living in these times because I would I would never would in my craziest days imagine mm. that now I am actually a practicing astrologer and I have clients from. Australia to Chile to Texas to whatever right. and just have a integral connection to people all around the world and that technology really helped astrology find its true voice and it will help it further sure yeah yeah um well and I was excited just to meet like you guys and that you'd listen to the podcast and um to be able to like, connect with you coming to a different country and not really knowing what to expect but being able to like immediately um relate to you so I was really glad mm -hmm. to meet you guys and I'm hoping that maybe you'll come to the comp you know if not the conference next year maybe a conference in the future so I can introduce you to some other astrologers in our sort of like age range generally We'd love to do that. Yeah. 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 I wanted to see Colorado for a long time. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking like, I'm starting to think because it's the International Society for Astrological Research is hosting it and it's going to be in Denver next year in September. And I'm starting to think that maybe there should be an effort to bring more astrologers internationally there um, to whatever extent that's possible. Yes, like because it, we also want to connect with like-minded people. Right. I mean, it's very rare to just sit with someone and nerd out about astrology. Mm -hmm. Right. And normally you're that dude at the bar and you, know, you ask him about the moon and the sun and whatever. But, <laughs> right. but we, we hide our passion from the wider society most of the time because mm -hmm. uh, it's not really, it's not a, the environment isn't really conducive already for for it to be that mainstream it will always be to the side yes it will be very popular but it will always be to the side sure yeah and, and it, sorry and it's how it should be you know it's part of the system it's part of the it's built in it mm -hmm. and i think once you get into studying astrology you have this system of viewing reality and um uh just talking with the people who have the same system is like speaking the same language and you don't get that uh, experience every day. Yeah. 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 And that's what feels so good about it. And uh, yeah, so it's it was really nice connecting with you guys here. Uh, and I'm glad we met. And I hope to like continue that at future conferences and meetings uh, in the future. Yeah. Um, yes. yeah. So thanks a lot for joining me today. It's been our pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank awesome. you, Chris. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining me today. Hi, Chris. Thanks for having me. What's your name? My name is Carmina Amza. Brilliant. And you're an astrologer from Romania? Yes, I'm an astrologer and I also practice card reading with Cards of Truth. And I also practice human design. Okay. Um, do you have a website? My website is carmina-amza.com and I have a YouTube channel with the same name, Carmina Amza. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I actually watch your YouTube channel and I knew about you and I didn't know... Because your your English is so good, I didn't know you were from Romania. Actually, I just thought you were another astrology YouTuber that I watched. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, so how, uh, or what city are you from? Well, originally I'm from the northeast of Romania, a city called Roman. But I've been living in Bucharest uh, since I was 18, 19, since I started university. So. Okay. And how old are you now? 
Now I'm almost 36. Okay. Uh, do you share your birth details? Of course. Uh, my birth date is September 10, 1983, 11.45 a.m. in Roman, Romania. Okay. Yeah, I'm a Scorpio rising with Moon and Saturn on the Ascendant. And uh, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> the Sun is in Virgo. <laughs> okay. That's your big three. Um, what type of astrology do you practice? Um. I practice tropical astrology and I use Vedic principles, but I also use what I learned from Western astrology. I use outer planets and things like that. And I'm not uh, blocked or set on one type of astrology. I I just want things that get the job done correctly and precisely. Sure. But you have, over the past few years, you've developed a real passion for studying uh, Indian astrology or Vedic astrology? Yes. Yes. Uh, since 2016. So maybe three years, I've uh, after some hiatus from astrology, I found uh, you know Ernst Wilhelm who was teaching uh, Vedic principles with a tropical zodiac, and I resonated very much with that. Mm -hmm. So I accumulated a lot of knowledge and I incorporated that in my practice quite successfully, I would say. Yeah, um, it seems like you're one of the major like uh, Vedic astrologers that does that uses the tropical zodiac today. Yeah, there are there's there's a few of us. I think the number is increasing. I think uh, people initially they are a bit reluctant because they think, um, oh, this culture is so different from mine. Uh, this is like old stuff. How can it be, you know, valid today? Mm -hmm. But there are some principles that are archetypal that you can identify with, like the same problems we had many thousands of years ago. So I would say that's why it's becoming more popular because like younger people also related to the pop culture and to you know their own problems and the problems of their friends so i guess yeah yeah it's probably an easier entry point into vedic astrology than some other ways in terms of not having to deal with also changing the zodiac exactly yes yeah. because uh, yeah some people are confused because when they hear uh, i you know practice jyotish they're like um, you know, we are using sidereal, like my chart changes, but it's actually not like that because the signs are tropical, like in Western astrology, mm -hmm. but we also use nakshatras and other techniques and other things like planetary conditions to find out, you know, the quality of a planet, how a person feels about that planet. So there's a lot of things that, uh, improve the quality of the readings, I would say. Sure. Um, why did you get interested in astrology or what, um, what made you passionate about it? Well, my first contact with astrology was in the early 90s. Actually, I, had, uh, I was reading comic books, Mickey Mouse Club, and I saw there was a little leaflet with uh, the sun signs and the birthstone, but it was just like a tiny leaflet. Okay. But afterwards, I found in my aunt's... Uh, bookshelf i found a book uh, about sun signs linda goodman and then i found a book about compatibility i was about 10 and uh, from then on i was self-taught for a long time because it just you know catches you and then <laughs> i was writing down in my notebooks my friends you know birth dates and what signs are they and are they compatible <laughs> mm. so things like that and then you know i just uh, read a lot of books i studied with uh uh, the local astrology school here, but then I wanted something more. So uh, I found the classes, uh, you know, online classes. I took, I think, Robin Armstrong School of Astrology in Canada. Mm -hmm. I had a scholarship and then, 
you know, later on, um, Ernst, his website is full of information and other, you know, sources of Vedic astrology. So that's sure. in a nutshell. And you have done work as a professional translator and mm-hmm. have a great skill with languages. Do you feel like that's given you greater opportunities in terms of your astrological studies? Uh, yes, actually, I do speak a lot of languages, five so far, and um, I think it, it is because it's decoding. Astrology is also decoding some symbols and translating it, you know, for the person to resonate with. So definitely, and also identifying when you speak a, a different language, you identify with that culture a little bit and the, their way of being. Mm. So I think it's also good for empathizing and understanding different cultures and people and being more maybe accepting. Sure. Um, what are your observations in terms of uh, astrology in Romania? It seems like when I came here, there's uh, a lot more younger people that are interested in astrology here than I expected, and that seems to be consistent with like more young people getting into it in other countries as well. Mm-hmm. Is, is that like a true perception? Do you feel like there's younger people entering the field here as well at this point in time? Yeah, definitely. I think there's more younger people entering um, still Romania as a whole. Uh, regards astrology as like something a bit eccentric or something a bit like from for the glossy magazines just like the daily horoscope or so usually people don't really uh, get deep into it and when you say you're an astrologer they look at you a bit suspiciously like hmm uh, but uh, I think there's like a general more openness because of this younger generation millennials and after them that are more like open to you know the the global culture and learning about different things. So yeah, I would say uh, like the faces we saw at the festival are also younger people. So I would say yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it seemed like a really uh, good mixture of, of different people. Yeah, but the thing is, like we didn't really uh, contact, keep in touch with each other. For instance, I met a girl that I've known like for like 10, 15 years, but I've known her f- from seeing her. We we went out in the same places. We listened to like similar music and now we're like, wow. So we were both interested in astrology. That's nice, you know. Right. Uh, it seems like uh, one of the issues I run into with younger astrologers is since they talk so much online, they don't see as much value meeting up in person. And I was wondering if you've had the ex- that experience or if you – I don't know, feel differently having attended like this week about attending events in person and if it's personalized it or made it more interesting for you in any way? Mm -hmm. Uh, I have to say that I was, I mean, I wanted to come and see you, but I was like a bit reluctant because of the type of astrology that I practice. And this is like really uh, weird for most people. So Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm." but then like when I came and I saw like everyone and I got to talk to them and meet them and like warm up to each other, like it was really nice. So I would recommend to everyone to, to come to these things. And like you were saying, like you can initiate your own little group. You don't have to make something super fancy, just like a informal gathering, like just have a tea or something at a cafe and talk about astrology. Mm -hmm. So I think, yeah, that's really important to create like little groups, you know, even though you're not uh, all studying the same style of astrology, I'm sure you can, you know, interchange like the Greeks interchange with the Hindus thousands of years ago. Yeah, and and we noticed just talking um, after my presentation just how many similarities in some ways there are between Hellenistic and Vedic astrology, mm-hmm. so that there's more room for discussion in in many ways. Yes, definitely, there are 
like we were talking exactly and uh, not just uh, similarities but maybe some things that were lost in one of them mm -hmm. and you can fill in the gaps because you know the old texts uh, don't survive intact right and uh, also translations are maybe not uh, uh, the best ones always so i think uh, there's room to uh, learn from each other Definitely. and overlap and find a common denominator and uh, see what works because that's what we want to do. <laughs> sure. Maybe one of your langu additional languages that you'll add to your collection someday is Sanskrit. Yeah, I was, I, you know, I was thinking about that, but then I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to, but probably I, I will have to do it because I'm curious, you know, about, uh, you know, the, you have to have a feeling for the text in any language. When you translate, you have to have a feeling. And if you're an astrologer and you already know the astrology language and then you know Sanskrit, it's much better than a person who is just an astrologer or just a linguist. So if you have both, I think that would be a good work. <laughs> sure, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then let's see, finally... Uh, the last thing I meant to ask was, oh yeah, you mentioned an interesting transit. You had a really good Saturn return story, mm -hmm. didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah actually, uh, on my Saturn return, like the exact uh, minute and second, I took my daughter from home from the hospital after I gave birth. So, um, you know, Saturn brought me a daughter and actually my father has the same degree <laughs> Saturn as me, the same degree in minutes. So I was his Saturn return and my daughter was my Saturn return. So it's wow. interesting how uh, it came down, you know, the family tree. And I, I love to look at uh, like families together to look at their patterns. Because for instance, another thing in our family, like women have Mars in Leo from my mother's side. And there's a lot of uh, sun in Gemini in my family. I have the North Node in Gemini, so I have to learn <laughs> about what they already are good in. So it's really interesting how the, the family dynamics work, how you're part of like a weave <laughs> of something. Right. How many Mars and Leos are there in your mother's side? Like three, including me, four, <laughs> like so down like the line. Your great-grandmother. Yeah, yeah. My, my grandmother, my mother, me, and my daughter has uh, Mars in Sagittarius, so still a fire sign, but uh, a bit more mature than you know, the third one. Sure. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, where can, so people can find out more information about you on your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. and that's something you're really passionate about building. Do you also, you also do a podcast? Uh, yes, I started to do a, a podcast. I think we're going to make it a separate channel. We only published one pilot episode. Mm -hmm. uh, so myself and uh, a friend also, you know, astrologer, human design, uh, interested, Denise Matthews. We're going to talk about, you know, current topics in pop culture from the prism of these esoteric sciences. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we, we're going to focus on just talking and not uh, being very visual because myself included, you know, sometimes you just listen to the videos on your headphones or you, you don't really watch because you're doing other things. So I think right. a podcast is a good idea. So, Do you have, have any other major plans in terms of your work uh, with astrology in the future? Well, last year I collaborated like on an introductory a book with a colleague of mine, Levi Kozan, which we also use as a manual for our classes. Uh, some introductory principles into astrology, mainly from Vedic sources. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm also a lot into the card uh, reading, the card reading system that is quite fixed, but also uses astrology and numerology. 
So I'm teaching a lot of classes of astrology cards and I got my own card deck. I want to draw another card deck soon. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if I, you know, have, uh, I would like to write some more, like some more like interesting and uh, useful things about astrology. So we'll see. <laughs> oh yeah, you have a card deck. Tell me about that. Uh, yeah, it's called the Carmina deck of cards of truth. And um it uses the cards of truth principles. It's like very minimalistic and uh, pretty. And you can see the, also the number correlations. Like, um, it's, it's quite an easy system, but it's very accurate for mm-hmm. card reading manually or, uh, you know, you can find it on my website, Carminamza. You'll see their section card deck. So yeah, you'll see that. Brilliant. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you for having me on. And I really admire your work and I loved your workshop. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Hey, how's it going today? Uh, Yeah, it's going great. Going great. Uh, What's your name? Uh, My name is Israel Ajozi and I'm the uh, vice president of the Astrological Lodge of London. Brilliant. And we are actually at the lodge right now, right? Yeah, that's right. This is where we meet uh, every Monday evenings. Uh, we normally have two talks uh, from six till seven, and then another one from eight thirty till nine thirty um, every week. Uh, we do take breaks for the holiday period, so like the Christmas or the Easter, mm-hmm. the summer breaks. But other than that, every Monday uh, we're, we're we're here at the astrology. So yeah, brilliant. That's a, that's a lot of astrology. That's four times a month. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, yeah it keeps us very busy. Um, it, it can be a bit uh, if you want to say demanding, but sure. it's, it's definitely worth it. I mean. Uh, for those people who are into really into astrology and you know there's been people here they've been coming here for years even before pretty much i was born right uh, i'm in my 40s and when people sort of like say oh, i've been coming to the lodge since the 60s and 70s i'm like whoa right <laughs> i wasn't even born then <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh but yeah but it's been going great uh, you know very successful uh you know and um yeah we got a good good attendance and good membership so yeah and the lodge was founded in 1915 right that's correct that's correct by uh alan leo okay great alan leo um, uh, him and his wife Bessie Leo were were very much because uh, Bessie Leo also was very much. Although I, I suppose in with all couples, one couple probably will take more credit than the other. But sure. uh, Bessie Leo was also, uh, um, if you want to say, part of the engine. Uh, uh, you know, maybe she was a bit more behind the scenes in a sense, but she was definitely also part of it also as well. She helped uh, obviously, you know, set it up. She would obviously, she wrote uh, particular articles for magazines and stuff. She even wrote a few books herself also mm-hmm. as well. Um, so she was very much involved. But uh, you, we could say Alan Neal was definitely the forerunner, uh, um, you know, behind it. It was set up by him. And uh, in nine, uh, the 2015, we celebrated our centenary, oh, which wow. was 100 years, which was very great. You know, Brilliant. It was great, to, it was great to be a part of that, you know, to, to feel that, wow, you know, something that was set up. Uh, and, and if my mind serves me correctly, I'm not too sure. I, I'm still doing some research on it, but I'm still trying to find, uh, I believe, this may, uh, I, I believe in definitely in the UK, if not Europe, it's probably one of the oldest, if not the oldest, uh, astrological organization going. Yeah, it has to be like the oldest continuous. It's got to be one of the oldest in the world. In the world, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I believe so, so yeah. So, yeah, so you're part of like a great lineage. Um, how long, let's talk about you a little bit. How long yeah. have you been studying astrology? So I got into it, uh, in terms of seriousness, I got into it in about 2004, 2005. That's when I really started to start to really take it serious. Like, you know, this is, this is me. Sure. You know, I should be doing this. 
Um, uh, uh, prior to that, uh, my mother passed in, in 1999 and as for not all of us, but for a lot of people who kind of get in into sort of like astrology or any other, sometimes maybe they go through a particular kind of chaotic moment. And mm. uh, for me, uh, uh, it was that I'm, I was searching for something, I suppose, Sure, you know, uh, because it kind of hit me hard. Mm. And uh, my career was uh, in terms of what I was doing before, because I was actually a professional boxer. Okay. Um, so it started to kind of go a bit down. So I was looking for answers, I suppose. And um, as they say, you know, astrology found me or I found it. Right. And um, the rest was history. Um, so I, I was still kind of like a little bit kind of, you know, didn't quite know what to do with it in mm-hmm. the first couple of, you know, especially in the early 2000s, you know, it's kind of, but then 2003, 2004, uh, I recall, I, I went on the internet, it was my birthday. And I thought, I'm going to treat myself. And I just went on the internet and I thought, let me look up, you know, astrology or tarot courses or something. Something was just pulling me. And I looked on and then uh, Liz Green was holding uh, a tarot, um, uh, uh, you know, workshop uh, for wow. the weekend. Okay. It's Saturday and Sunday. And I thought, All right, that's me. I'm going to, you know, so I booked it and I, I went down there. And that was my first time meeting Liz Green wow. uh, and Julia Charman. And um, it kind of, just all spiraled from there. And obviously Liz Green was, you know, excuse the, you know, we know who she is in terms of, uh, in the astrological community, in the astrological world, who mm-hmm. she is. Um, and it just kind of just grew from there. And as I was just blown away by this, this woman who was just breaking down the tarot and the astrological symbolisms in it also as well. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. So I need to do the course. So then the following year I jumped on the course and then I, I, I did the course. I did the beginners. Uh, uh, and then I did the diploma. Wow. Uh, the diploma was the diploma was actually three years, mm-hmm. but I did it in two. That's how enthusiastic I was about it. Nice. <laughs> so I did it in two. Uh, graduated, got my certificate, and then uh, the rest. I, I I I I was when when I was studying with Liz, she always taught me that never limit yourself. Learn as many languages as you can, mm-hmm. and she she didn't mean languages as in. I mean, oh, of course, if it was you know, literal languages, you know, mm-hmm. Spanish, Italian, or whatever, that's fine. But learn as much as you can from different schools, from different schools of thought, ne- never limit yourself to one. So I've always kind of adopted that kind of philosophy, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so I also did Vedic astrology also as well. And, you know, but I mean, psychological astrology, we could say was my uh, real birth into, you know, into astrology, mm-hmm. uh, or what some people may call modern astrology. Sure. Um, but, um, but, but I, t- I took it all, uh, you know, everywhere I went, I, I tried to join as many groups as possible and tried to learn from different people, mm-hmm. you know, bought different types of astrology books, whether it was traditional astrology, you know, psychological astrology, medieval astrology. And I, I was just just try to get as much info knowledge as I you know as I can and, mm-hmm. and that's what got me to the lodge. Okay. So I joined I joined the lodge in 2007-2008 is when I came here and uh, I, I became I came on the committee after about a year. So 2009-2008-2009 I came on the committee and then um uh, yeah uh, up until about three Two, two, three years ago, I became the vice president. Prior to becoming the uh, vice president, I was the secretary okay. for about three, four years. Um, so I've worked my way up, you could say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, but it, it's been good. It's been great. It's been a wonderful journey, you know, meeting different people, 
going to various conferences. Um, I was at UAC last year. That's when I first met yourself. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, you know, uh, it was great, great stuff. Great stuff seeing you over there and stuff. You know? Yeah. Well, um, it's always great meeting you. And you seem like a great person to be running an organization like this that, I, like, I wish I had gone to my first astrology meeting and met somebody like you because you're such a cool guy. <laughs> oh, and you're always you, so, um, like, enthusiastic about what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know, and because I, I, I was actually around the weekend because you came, you did a talk over here. That I think that was two thousand and eight, or, yeah. or two thousand seven, two thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Claire Chandler was the president at the time, mm-hmm. and you did a talk on Hellenistic astrology, at, you know, at the time. So I think, uh, yeah, there's there's history there, so of, of course, uh, right. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, no, it, it, it's been good. It's been it's been a good journey. So uh, and just coming here, meeting so many different people. Again, we have different speakers every week. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, many of them I'm still in contact with. We're, you know, we've become very good friends and we, you know, exchange details and we email each other and we, you know, share information and, you know, data and things like that. And it's been quite, it's been wonderful. It's been great. What's that like having access to so many different astrologers and so many types of astrology? Like being in a place like London, it seems like there's a lot of options available for yeah. studying astrology, right? Yeah, certainly. So, yeah, definitely. And we've got quite a few schools in London, uh, yeah. you know. Um, I mean, this is not a school per se, although we do offer a beginner's class every Monday mm-hmm. uh, for about an hour okay. uh, because we're a registered charity. So we're obliged to give something, you know, as a, like a charitable, uh, you know, do. And so we offer the free classes. Nice. Uh, so people can just show up and do a free class every Monday? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, no charge. It's, it's absolutely, I mean, it's only for an hour. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know how astrology is. It's like, you know, because there's been times when I've taken the beginner's class uh, quite a number of times and I can see that they want more, you know, sure. you know, because it's that. That, that thirst, thirst for knowledge. But we do have some great schools in London. We've got the LSA uh, run by Frank Clifford, mm-hmm. uh, which was uh, also Sue Tompkins is also a part of that body also as well. Um, we've got the Faculty of Astrological Studies also as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe Carol Taylor is the president. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so that's... And, and the Faculty of Astro, uh, um, Faculty of Astrological Studies is... Uh, I think that's like the... the, the if you want to say the cornerstone, the foundation of astrological schools in London, right? Um, I believe uh, Rob Hand is a pa- you know a, a patriot of uh, of there. Liz Green mm. uh, um, also uh, did her diploma there also as well. All the top astrologers, Sue Tompkins, mm. uh, um, Kim Farnell, our current president, also as well. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, you know. So uh, also uh, Julian Derrick, uh, Julia Parker, I believe mm. also as well. I recall she she. She she uh, got her diploma from there. So um, so yeah. So that's uh, everybody knows of the Faculty of Astrological Studies. They're like the the, the real cornerstone of uh, in terms of astrological schools in London. Right. Um, and then there was the CPA, but uh, with Liz Green, uh, that was also in London as well, not too far from here in Regents uh, uh, Regents College. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, that uh, came to an end. They still do online. They, they oh, online is that still MISPA? Doing, uh? Is that MISPA, the online version, or there's a version called MISPA that's like a spin-off or connected with CPA? Yeah, yes, that's right. With the yeah, so that's run by uh, John Green, who's mm-hmm. one of our teachers at the CPA. So mm-hmm. he then runs. Uh, it was sort of like a beginners, but now it's got intermediate level and it's got like advanced levels also as well. Mm-hmm. But they still have the all the the teachers, your Darby Costellos, your uh, uh, Claire Martins, mm-hmm. your Lynn Bells. Uh, uh, you know, they still. You know, uh, still do uh, classes online, as and Liz Green also as well. She still does uh, online workshops and stuff every so often. So it, it's still kind of running, but it's just taking a different turn. Sure. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, and then uh, is the Mayo School, is that another London one? That's a, that's another, but that's online, um, online also okay. as well. That's online as well. Got it. Um, so yeah, uh, that's run by Wendy Stacy. I mm-hmm. believe she's the she's the president. So mm-hmm. she's, she's in charge of that. And Wendy Stacy also used to be a teacher here. She used to teach the beginners class here at the Astrological Lodge of London also as well. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, so that's online. So that's available for people again. So it's like a correspondence course also as well. Mm. Um, so, uh, but yeah, but that's very active. It's going strong it's been it's been around for many years um uh, so so yeah um and, great stuff and then uh, aside from that we were talking about just before we started bookstores there's some amazing uh, astrology bookstores in london right mm-hmm. yeah so we've got the uh, astro shop I, I believe that's perhaps maybe the most popular one right obviously the name the, the astrology, astrology shop. shop it's like you know it's, it's there um so yeah that's they've been active for Many, many years. Um, but there are other bookshops also around that do also, you know, they, they may be more kind of esoteric approach or, you know, other kind of spiritual dimensions approach, mm. but they will have astrological books. So there's Watkins. Uh, Watkins is a, a very big bookshop and they've got a, a nice astrological selection there. Uh, we've got Atlantis. Uh, run by Geraldine and uh, a great woman. Um, it's it's more of an occult shop, but mm. she does have astrological uh, uh, section there. Mm. Uh, it may not necessarily be a big one. Um, and then we've got Treadwells also as well. Same thing again. It's more kind of esoteric, uh, um, you know, pagan magic kind of uh, approach. Mm-hmm. But again, they're not sort of like alienating astrology because astrology is a part of that that world uh, you know one could say right. so um so yeah they're very active also as well uh there's mysteries a bookshop called mysteries also as well and mm-hmm. they also have a quite a you know little decent uh, astrological uh, department as well uh, i think maybe tarot is probably their main f- sort of like focus okay uh, but uh, but they do have a astrology sections also as well and they offer like astrological readings too there if, if people are looking for readings to have readings also as well so there's quite a f- number of bookshops within the area yeah um that that uh, uh, you know sell astrological books but the, the astrology shop is probably the most popular one okay uh, um, yeah and what about yourself you also teach classes aside from or outside of the lodge right yeah, so I teach like three, four times a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, uh, two two are online and two of them are physical classes. Okay. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm currently just doing a beginner's and then I've got sort of like an intermediate advanced level. So they've been studying with me for about two, three years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going very well. It's quite, you know, quite, a, quite a big group. There's like about 12, 13 of them in total. Um, there's another like extra two, three who kind of just coming in and out depending on the subject that I'm teaching. So Mm -hmm. they'll, they'll, you know, kind of, I kind of have a program every term. So I'll list every week what it is, what the talk's going to be about. So you, they'll attend whichever one they, they feel that they want to, you know, engage in. Um, and then I've got a beginner's class and then I've got two online also as well. One's sort of like beginner's intermediate level and one's beginner's level. Okay. Also, as well. So that's keeping me busy. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy teaching. Um, I, I enjoy teaching actually more. It's quite interesting. When I first got into astrology, or when I first started sort of like really taking it serious as doing it maybe as a profession, mm-hmm. um, I, I, I enjoyed the doing readings and consultations for people. It's not that I don't, um, uh, uh, don't like doing that. I still like doing that and I still do, mm-hmm. but I do prefer the teaching aspect of it more than I do uh, 
uh, doing the consultations. Sure. Uh, uh, but I still enjoy doing consultations and seeing clients. It's it's uh, it, it gives me great pleasure so mm. that I can you know help them or you know be of some kind of aid or you know uh, you know offer some advice to them. Mm. So that so that's good. But I, I do like teaching. I like speaking. I like teaching. You know that's. Uh, it gives me great, great pleasure. So yeah, yeah, you're really like enthusiastic and like passionate teacher, and th- that really makes a difference when you're a student, especially when you're learning a really technical subject. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and and there are some subjects sometimes that I feel that oh, that's real technical, and 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 we have to go over it quite a few times to you know look at the degrees, you know that kind of thing. So there are some technicals that's a bit like. Um, uh, what kind of a bit laborious yes. yeah. <laughs> you know so uh, sometimes I don't like um, and, and I understand because a lot of the times especially for my beginners class you know it's, uh, you know, and I suppose it's, it's the same for all of us like when we come into astrology sometimes we just think oh it's about the 12 zodiac signs we can learn that easy and the whole right. template is okay yeah we can learn that you know then you find no there's much more <laughs> just the you know I, I suppose like everybody else just when I thought I got to a, a, a layer that oh I've got it you right. know something came along and said no <laughs> It goes much deeper. It's much bigger, much vast than that. And, and you, there's just so many levels to astrology. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. It, it reminds me of when I read, uh, read a book by uh, Mark uh, Edmund Jones. Mm. And in one of his books, he, he, he stated that I've been studying astrology for 50 years and I'm still scratching the surface. Right. And I remember reading that. I'm thinking, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right. How long have I been in it? 10 yeah. years? Okay, right. right. <laughs> I've got another 40 years to go. Uh, you know, so, yeah. yeah. What have I gotten myself into? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But I do love it. I, I feel it's like it's it's me, you know. So sure. It's, def- it's, it's definitely me. I, I can't, I mean, you never know, but as far as I'm concerned, I can't see myself leaving astrology. You know, it's, it's I just really love it, you know. Yeah. It's, it's great. Uh, if there's anything, like if you could go back in time and tell your old self, uh, give yourself a piece of advice when you first started learning astrology that would yeah. have helped you out, is there anything you could say to like the new student of astrology that might be helpful? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, grab it, grab it while you can. Uh, um, my father always used to say, you know, strike the iron while it's hot, you know, say, Hey, when the sun shines, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, cause like I said, I mean, I got into astrology into the early 2000s, like 2003, 2004. That's when I really started taking it serious. But astrology in a sense was kind of knocking on my door. From the late 1990s, especially after my mom died in 99, it mm. was really, and I, and, but I was still kind of seeing it as, not that I didn't believe in it, I, I, I was, but I, I still thought it was just so, you know, so I'm a Libra, so yeah, that makes me charming, you know, that kind of, it was real surface stuff, right. you know, that, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't taking it seriously. So, uh, I, I would definitely say to students who, new students who are coming into it, it's, it's a wonderful art. It's a wonderful science. I classify it as an art and a science. Mm. And it's extremely helpful. It's, it's, it's made me definitely a better person. Mm. And, and I'm for anything that makes anybody a better person. How has it made you a better person? Uh, well, it's made me more mature. It's made me understand people more. Mm. It's made me more accepting of people. Mm. It's made me actually more compassionate. Um, whereas uh, maybe I may see something and, and just throw straight judgments at it mm-hmm. without understanding. Uh, astrology has allowed me to, you know, being able to maybe look at a chart or see somebody's chart. Like, ah, now I understand it. You know, it, it, just like many of us, when we get into astrology, I did the charts of the people in my family. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, it, everything started to, right, okay, I understand why my sister's like that. Oh, dad, okay, mom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> everything starts, so I, I get it now. I get who I am and, I, and who I am and how I fit into the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. into this family, to this tribe and to this culture and to this nation. And, you know, so I, I'm getting to understand it now. Um, so it, it makes me more understand it. It makes me, um, although I still question things, I, I don't think that's ever going to, change I, i'm always going to question things and i think we should mm. uh, I, I question things even when the astrology i don't just take things but you know does it work does it make sense mm. can, uh, and most importantly can i find meaning in it right you know and it's something that definitely provides meaning for me it it, it, it really really makes sense to me and rewinding the, the my, my if you want to say whether it's transits or progressions or uh, uh perfections Solar arc. When I when I rewind back, when I look back on my life from as young as I can remember, and start mm. looking at the transits, the perfections, the progressions, the, everything that was going on, and I was like, ah, right, I, I see it. Oh, Saturn was there. That's what the. Oh, I got in trouble with the law. Saturn was, there. you know, right. that kind of. So everything's like, I get it now. So mm. it, it's really it makes one's life more fulfilled, and mm. and, and you know, I, I I really get to understand the past now. I understand perhaps maybe mistakes that I, I may have made. Um, and not to say that that was bad. That's a, that's a part of my life. It's part of what's, what has made me. But to understand that, I understand perhaps what was going on as to why I made those mistakes. Mm. And if I'm having similar transits or going through similar experiences now, I'm much more mature, much more, uh, uh, you know, I can, I, I, hopefully, I, I, I feel I'm much more mature to be able to handle those particular maybe difficult situations mm-hmm. much more better than I have done when I was when I was younger. Sure. So um, for for students or people who are coming into astrology, you know, new people, I, I definitely encourage, you know, take it with both hands. It's a wonderful opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's more to it because then I, when I first came into astrology, I kind of got sucked into the oh, pr- uh, you know, pr- predict my future, predict my future, that kind of thing, and right. and again. I was shown that, that no, there's, there's more to it than just predictions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's understanding. There's, there's a nature here. There's a characteristics here. There's, a, there's an unfoldment here of, if you want to say, the soul or, or, or the human himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, it, it's it's really vast. It's really allowed me to really understand the world in a better, uh, you know, uh, you know uh, as as a better place to right. be. Yeah, definitely. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, where can people find out more information about you? Do you have a website? Uh, I don't have a website. Uh, I am on Twitter. Okay. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm easy to find. Um, uh, Astrology of the Soul. Okay. Uh, on Twitter mm-hmm. or, or on Instagram, Astrology of the Soul. Um, you can also find me on Facebook as well, uh, Israel Ajosi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Israel spelled like the country. Ajosi is A-J-O-S-E. Mm-hmm. So you can always find me there also as well. And I'm, I'm quite easily uh, accessible. Um, if you want to see me in person, you could always come down here at the Lodge, Astrological Lodge of London. So that's at 50 Gloucester Place. Uh, the postcode is W18EA, uh, I believe. Um, so 50 Gloucester Place, uh, London. So uh, yeah, you're more than welcome. We have meetings here, like I say, every Monday. Uh, you can also go on our site as well, uh, Astrological Lodge of London, uh, .co.uk. Um, so yeah. Brilliant. And you meet here every Monday night and the beginner's class starts at at when? So the beginner's class starts at 6 p.m. till 7. Mm -hmm. And then we have the main lecture, uh, the main speaker at 7. And so the main speaker speaks from 7 till 8. Okay. Then we have a break for, you know, have drinks and refreshments 
uh, from 8 until 8.30. And then the second talk will be from 8.30 and finish until 9.30. I mean, sometimes we go over like five, 10 minutes, it happens. Sure. But, uh, but generally that's, that's the framework. Uh, which we which we work under and uh, uh, yeah no it's it's a cool place uh, can share ideas you know learn more about yourself and stuff and and uh, there's, there's so much here there's so much here there's, and there's so much different kind of astrologers as well as you know astrology is very diverse mm-hmm. so you have some people who specialize in maybe in financial astrology some people traditional astrology mm-hmm. some people horary astrology some people psychological astrology so you have all these different kind of people who you know they specialize in their own you know, section of astrology also as well. And, and you meet, you know, the, again, the astrology is a place where we all meet, you know, mm-hmm. we can all kind of share ideas and stuff, right. you know, so it's, it's wonderful, wonderful place. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me, Chris.